This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions topics for upcoming shows, or even to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, folks, we talk a lot about the various ways Americans should be saving for retirement and with good reason. After all, a comfortable and enjoyable retirement is the way you reward yourself for a life of hard work and financial discipline. And as you probably already know, there is no shortage of television, social media, radio ads, touting the latest retirement income products and the best way for everyone to do something. I'm sure many of those products would be great additions to your retirement strategy, but here's a retirement savings question that may not get asked very often. Are there times when you should stop saving for retirement, even if only temporarily? But before we get to that intriguing question, I'm pleased to announce the most intriguing person you're going to hear today, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? Well, thank you. Wow, what a compliment. I love it. Great intro for me, there, Matt. Uh, I'm not the most intriguing person here. That's you, Matt. Uh, don't <laughs> don't confuse the listeners. Uh, they'll they'll figure that out right away though. Um, <laughs> once we get into the show. Uh, but thanks for having me on your show. And uh, you know what? I've had a great week. Just now I'm slammed. I had a four day weekend, but now I'm so busy. But man, did it feel good to have that four day weekend. I got all the Christmas lights put up. Uh, Christmas tree put up. Uh, we Good have to job, our, Clark. Yeah, yeah, Clark Griswold. That's what my wife called me as I was trying to string the lights and get them to work. Uh, <laughs> for those who have, I'm sure everyone out there has seen Christmas Vacation. I hope so. Anyway, uh, great movie. But yeah, we did that. Did the domestic stuff. Got some new furniture in our bedroom. So I had to move the old out and do some rearranging. That kind of fun. And now I'm swamped with regular work. How about you? Have you had a great uh, few days? You spent some time with the family, right? Yeah, you know, I, I we talked about it last show. It was a different, different, you know, amount of people at the table this year for Thanksgiving, but it was filled with just as much love. I think, regardless, uh, it was still a great meal. Uh, you know, it was immediate family right here. No one traveled here this year. My sister-in-law and, you know, their crew didn't come from Vermont. My family didn't come, you know, from, so it was just my extended, you know, my mother and sister and all that, there was just a few less seats filled, but, uh, you know, it was still, still a great skill, still a great day, still a great weekend. Uh, we all got to spend a lot of time together, do some fun stuff, get our same thing, start getting our decorating going. I like to do a little bit every day and just extend the season as long as possible. You know, this is a, yeah. it's a great time of year. It is. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a great few days and it's nice to be 
back sitting at my desk doing some of that stuff as well. But uh, yeah, I, I'm enjoying my still the steady stream of leftovers. Uh, so. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're talking about that crazy question. Are there times when you should stop saving for retirement, even if only temporarily? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now that, well, that sounds like an interesting twist because typically you're saying don't touch those retirement accounts. Keep putting money into your 401k, into your IRA. And I know, you know, you and I, Matt, we're both advocates for this. So we've talked about it a lot, building up that retirement strategy and those funds to set you up for a really good quality of life and retirement. But so it's hard to imagine one of the ways to get there is to stop saving for retirement. Uh, but that said, I noticed you use the word temporarily, and I'm guessing that word's going to be critical today during this discussion. Yeah, let's just say that the word temporarily is going to be a permanent part of the discussion today. And I w really want to say, we're not really talking about touching the accounts as much as we're saying maybe the additions to the accounts, there's going to be some exceptions that we want to ah, consider okay. today. Okay. Sure. So now you know, let's think about this right now. We've got this pandemic ravaged economy. It's a major contributor to why some people may need to stop saving for retirement. But some of the reasons we're going to highlight really apply anytime. That's uh, whether the economy is up or the economy is down, whether there's a pandemic or not. And so I, I think this is a really just good one to dig into. Today. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. What's the first thing uh, first reason you want to cite that somebody might want to temporarily halt saving for retirement. Okay. So this first one, I don't think it's going to come as a huge surprise to a lot of people, but during a health crisis, it may be beneficial, maybe even essential. Let's face it to pause saving for retirement. A lot of listeners are hopefully not, but probably already keenly aware of if you get slapped with medical expenses that your insurance company doesn't cover. Those bills have to be paid out of your own pocket. And I think we can all agree that healthcare is not cheap. Well, that it isn't. I mean, I keep waiting for my doctor's office to offer Groupons. But, uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So what's the easiest way to take a break from saving for retirement in order to cover medical bills? Well, one simple way that may work for a lot of people is pause your 401k contributions and instead put that money into your savings so you can access it to cover your medical bills. When it comes to out-of-pocket medical bills, you know, making sure your liquid is really important. Now, uh, and again, I want to use that word and emphasize temporary here. 401ks are absolutely essential for millions of Americans. It's, in fact, I think the linchpin of so many people's successful retirement. That means once you're caught up on your medical bills, you should immediately restart your 401k contributions. Don't put it off. I cannot stress that part enough. It's so easy for one month to turn into a few months to turn into a year. That could lead to serious repercussions to your retirement strategy down the line. And let's say again here, we want to take a look at this and Maybe it's just the additional above the match that you're pausing. You know, maybe it's not even down to as low as there's no contributions, but it should be temporary only. Okay. So you, you emphasize that word again. I like that. Uh, and any advice on what somebody should do if they end up saving more than they needed for these medical bills? Well, it's a great question. One is look at your plan. If you don't have one, meet with a planner and get one in place. 
Maybe you have room to do a few of the other things you've been looking at, or maybe uh, there's going to be a lot of options that maybe the extra money can just simply be invested for retirement later. Maybe it's a traditional or a Roth IRA. Those could be good options. You want to work with your financial services professional. And by that, I don't mean anybody that, you know, adds the word financial professional after their name. I mean, people with good licensure here. At the very least, everyone should sit down and talk to a CFP, in my opinion, at some point to really understand what their strategy should look like. Uh, and, and then work with your financial professional from there. Maybe it's that CFP, maybe it's somebody on their team, but, uh, you want to have that. It's a good move. They're going to have insights into how you can get your retirement savings back on track, even after a temporary halt, but also they're going to have a more complete understanding of your entire picture. So they're going to be able to make much more suitable recommendations than somebody who just kind of stays in their lane in the financial world. Well, yeah, and I think that's important. So uh, obviously, if we save more than we need, that's a good problem to have. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, if you do have an ongoing relationship with a financial professional like yourself, that's a good go-to if you have a health crisis, just in general. Uh, and I think I know you help uh, find ways to cover those dreaded out-of-pocket expenses without jeopardizing your future. And before you touch those retirement funds, you definitely want to talk to uh, a financial planner like yourself, right? Yeah. Did you hear that boom? Because that was you nailing it, Tony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, healthcare expenses and pausing savings for retirement, they're both anxiety-inducing scenarios. So why do you want to soldier down that path alone? Yeah, yeah. And this has been a, a good topic. Now, why don't we take a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation? Well, they can get a hold of me by calling 800-339-9252. They can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Well, that sounds great, Matt. And, you know, we're talking about scenarios where, you know, it might make sense to temporarily pause saving for retirement so that we can focus on other important financial priorities. I mean, obviously, saving for retirement is going to be the bedrock of most people's financial strategies. But I'm guessing today's topic is causing more than a few sets of ears to perk up saying maybe you want to temporarily halt saving for retirement. What, what, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> to get caught up on things like health care bills you mentioned. Uh, how else uh, would we, what's the next scenario you want to talk about? Yeah, I, I think there are definitely are ears perking up because this isn't one of those things people often talk about but uh, or address. But how about the next one? Uh, get rid of credit card debt. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe you're saddled with credit card debt large enough that you can't pay it off each month. It might be a wise move to take a break from saving for retirement so you can get rid of your credit card debt once and for all. As the article notes, you know, the interest you're paying on your credit cards may very well wipe out the gains you're enjoying in your retirement strategy. Well, yeah, I mean, getting your credit cards under control is definitely going to have financial payoffs beyond just reducing your monthly expenses. So, uh, I was thinking about the math on this one. If you have a credit card with an interest of, say, 17%, but your retirement accounts are only earning you 8%, uh, there's obviously a gap there that you want to address as quickly as possible, and it's going to make sense then to pay off those credit cards first. Yeah, it's the same, you know, it's the same thing in reverse. Like, okay, I'm only paying 3% on this loan. Should I pay it off in cash? 
Probably not if you're earning 8%, right? So, right. but when it flips the other way, that's when you want to start taking looks at that and seeing how much you can get at that to get it down, get it under control, and then do your very best to make sure you don't get in that situation again. Some of the things we talk about week in and week out, and some of the things we're going to talk about here help relieve those situations of actually even happening. So, um, you know, how about uh, the next one we're talking about here, taking a short break from saving for retirement might make sense if you become unemployed, oh. right? It, it, losing your job is a terrifying prospect. If you find yourself in that position, you're entitled to take the necessary steps to get through it. Now, if you rely on your credit cards during that time, yeah, you're probably going to rack up a ton of 17% credit card debt or worse, more, quite possibly. So it might make a lot more sense to take that money and sock it away, you know, use it at that point. You know, if you or your spouse are temporarily out of a job, you can use the money you were dedicating to retirement to cover some of your household expenses. Then when your employment situation stabilizes, you can get right back to socking money away for retirement. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, considering the economic fallout that this pandemic has caused, uh, obviously uh, a lot of people out there are finding themselves in the scenario you just described. I think it's a great place to remind folks that if you do work with a financial professional like yourself, Matt, it can help you build that financial strategy that's going to help see you through temporary unemployment. Yeah. Listen, having the right financial strategy can help you prepare for numerous scenarios. Like I was just saying, now, how about this next place uh, to take a temporary? Temporary is what we want to keep reminding people from saving for retirement. Uh, good, wise move. If, maybe if you're starting a business. Now, it's no big surprise to say that launching a business can be expensive. Uh, there's inventory, supplies, equipment, office space. There's a lot of things to consider. If you have a solid business plan, you can stop saving for retirement, perhaps, and then start up again once your business becomes profitable. Hmm. You know, starting a business is basically the quintessential American dream for a lot of people. But like you said, that dream needs money. <laughs> so yeah. you have to fund it. Um, are there negative consequences to pausing your retirement strategy to start a business? Oh yeah. Listen, there's positives and negatives, right? The quickest path to financial independence in this country has always been the ownership of business. You have unlimited upside, but you definitely have all the downside risk too, right? So understanding those things. Now, you know, the money you're saving for retirement is meant to be there for decades. So if your business doesn't take off in the way that you're anticipating, you could struggle to catch up on saving for retirement. Now, let's not forget, you know, Elon Musk was looking for money not that long ago. You know, he didn't know where the next check was going right. to come from. And now he's one of the richest people on the planet. So it's not like he started that whole thing in a, in, you know, as a pauper, but he, he came out with some money, but he invested all that money in those companies and they were almost out of cash. So yeah, there's a lot of risk to be had, but without that risk, there's no reward. We see that risk reward spectrum all over the financial all over the financial picture. So we want to make sure you have those understandings, knowing what it can mean. But, you know, the money, again, the money you're saving for retirement, that's supposed to be there for longer. And I don't want to scare people off from going after their dream. I would just right. urge you do it with a lot of strategizing and a deep understanding of that risk and reward. Right. Right. And you have to look at, you know, what we're looking at today is when it might be okay or even necessary to temporarily stop saving for retirement. Uh, how would you like to get this uh, final segment rolling? What do you have for us next? Well, you know, I think we've been 
having this conversation about when it might be okay or even necessary to temporarily stop this. But the next thing I want to talk about is maybe you pause for saving for retirement when you're trying to buy a home. Uh, using the money you were dedicating to retirement for a larger down payment, which could, you know, could quite on, it'll change you, lower your monthly uh, payments for your house, maybe cover closing costs, maybe an appropriate financial move. I'm, again, none of these things are for everybody. You want to take a look at your whole picture, but there's this, this can make a lot of sense for some people. Well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. This one does, because depending on when you buy your home, it's eventual equity is going to be really valuable when you retire. So really, it is a retirement investment as well, right? Well, there is that. There is that. Uh, I will say mostly in our planning, we try and do all of our planning without consideration right. of the home because sure. we want to make sure you can stay there and yeah, that's, that's not true. a usable asset, right? Yep. But it is something you can draw on. And if you're, but when, Quite honestly, what if part of your plan is to downsize at a particular date? Sure. You can make a relative guess as to what the that asset might be worth in a ballpark at that point. So things you can do there. And again, don't forget, you know, if you're not in a traditional mortgage, you may be paying extra for PMI every month. You, if the less you put down, the higher your mm -hmm. payment is. So yeah, it may make sense again to lock up a lower payment at a lower interest rate over time and then put that money back to work for you in the market somewhere else. Yeah, but interesting. Uh, now, the next thing I do want to talk about in this one, especially, it, it, I think ties in, especially if you're a homeowner, uh, but it really ties into anyone. But once you have, the, especially that burden, having enough cash saved to cover unforeseen expenses is really critical. An emergency fund is something we talk to everybody about. A lot of experts recommend having enough money to cover your expenses for six months to a year. You know, as this pandemic's made clear, none of us really know what's waiting for us down the road. Uh, I advocate for most people, you know, where am I at? What should I be doing? Well, once you have that emergency fund done, we'll talk then. Let's get that piece taken care of first. That's something you can do on your own. If you need help figuring out how to get that, sure, I can help you with that part. But really, don't worry so much about where your money's going later until that emergency counts done the amount the value of that emergency fund is it'll help you cover your bills should you need it to but there's a huge huge tremendous emotional value in an emergency fund cuz it's a subtle reminder that you know maybe you lose your job you have your hours cut back something else happens you'll have that cushion that'll help you get back on your feet yeah i mean and another thing about an emergency fund is uh, i mean obviously i've heard 3 to 6 months uh, of pay your income. You should save up three to six months of income in your emergency fund. Uh, now, a lot of us aren't there yet, uh, but as long as we're trying to grow that emergency fund and have one, I think that's very good. And obviously, emergency funds have clear endpoints. Mm -hmm. uh, if you need to save $8,000, for example, you know how to get there. And once you hit that number, then you can pivot right back to bulking up your retirement savings. And, yes. you know, I know building a healthy emergency fund is a tall order for a lot of people out there, especially right now. Uh, but if you can manage it, there are so many benefits, aren't there? There are so many. I, it's one of the most important parts, in my opinion, again, to a long lasting, successful financial plan. There's different amounts you're going to want to have at different points in your life. And yeah, it can be anywhere from three months to up to two years to really be super successful. But it, again, it depends on where you're at. If you're earning nothing, you know, if you don't have any 
job income anymore and you're living off of your investments, that might be a good time to have a much bigger cash emergency fund on hand, cash or cash equivalent. But again, those are individual circumstances. You want to take that, look at your spending plan, look at your budgeting plan, look at your savings plan, find out what those necessary expenses are and work on getting that put away. Once that's done, it's amazing how much easier it is to put all the other pieces into place. Now, another place a temporary retirement savings pause may be beneficial is paying off student loans, depending again on the rate. These days, student loans are as American as apple pie, but unlike apple pie, they have a shelf life of more than just a few days. Well, that's a good point. I can't even begin to count how many younger workers I know who feel absolutely burdened by those student loans. I mean, uh, we can debate on whether or not they should have taken out the loans in the first place until we're blue in the face. But the reality is for millions of Americans out there, student loans are an anchor around their necks that's slowing down their journey to financial independence, uh, it's keeping them from doing things like buying a house or getting ahead. Yeah, you nailed it again, Tony. If you have significant student loans, especially if you're just a few years out of school and you're still relatively young worker, it may well be to your advantage to aggressively attack those loans. Again, depending on what your rates are, depending on what your balance is. By setting the goal to get rid of those loans as fast as possible, you sometimes will, can, you provide yourself with that significantly more financial flexibility. Now, I don't want to get to, you know, if, if sometimes, if it, again, it really depends on the rates, right? Because we know if you start young, you can stop a lot earlier of putting money into your long-term retirement savings and watch it grow as compared to somebody who doesn't start until they're 35 or 40 years old and the amount that they have to put in then. So even at 23, it's not a bad idea to sit down with an actual financial planner and figure out the best way to attack your debt, best way to attack your savings, best way to attack your spending, all those things. It, you know, If you can get your loans paid off before you're 30 and still put something away, great. Your financial future, maybe even retirement can become a lot clearer, but having that plan and knowing the best way for your particular situation, that's the best way to get about it. Right. And I mean, there aren't a lot of 30 year or I mean, people just out of college working with a financial professional, but I think it's a wise move once you graduate uh, to get a strategy in place uh, that's going to go after that student loan debt, work out a good way to pay it down, and address your other financial needs and goals. I mean, the simply, you know, the easiest way to put this is that financial professionals like yourself, Matt, are can be an advocate who takes your financial future seriously, like you do. That's what you want. Well, yeah. And we also, you know, I, I'll, I'll say from at least our company standpoint, and I think there might be a couple other places that do things similar. We want to help take care of our clients, kids, because that's less pressure on our clients. Right. So having their kids understand those things, we work with their kids as well. We have and you know, we're working with two and three generations of people getting close to the fourth generation now in our company. And and knowing the, those pieces as you work through those generations, you know, halting your retirement savings to help cover your kids college costs. Maybe it help, maybe that's better than you going into more debt and helping them, you know, it, it, getting a loan to help them go to school. Maybe contributions to accounts that your employer matches, use those, but the additional funds you help with college rather than setting that money aside for retirement at that point, you, that way you can cover, again, the college costs out of income rather than taking on more debt. Then once your kid's graduated, you can rededicate that money to your own financial future. Right. And I think most parents want to help their kids get through college. They have that instinct. But it's important to take these steps 
in a careful and calculated way and work with a financial professional. Oh, yes, it is. You know, what we, <laughs> I don't know the best, best way to emphasize this, but one, you don't want to derail your own retirement so that your kids can take on a more than necessary debt load for college, right? There's some rules you want to follow when it comes to that. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with helping them when possible, but you also want to know when is it going to affect you and what your goals are when they have everything laid out in front of them as well. So listen, so far we've been talking about when and why you should pause your retirement savings. I want to take the last couple of minutes, things you can maybe quickly catch up after your savings pause is over. Uh, there's a couple things. First tip, simply put your money to work for you. Simplest way to do that, make sure you're maxing out what you're putting into your employer-sponsored 401k or, simple, or similar product. And again, don't forget, it was temporary. Now you're back into these things. If your employer doesn't offer a 401k or something like that, meet with a financial services professional. Discuss traditional or Roth IRAs. Right. And we've talked about those on past shows. I know how important that is. And basically what you're saying is make money with your money. I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah, that's the, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Another good catch up step, make your contributions automatic. When a chunk of your paycheck flows right into the retirement account, you'll never see that money and you'll quickly learn to budget without it. There you go. And, and I think what could be better than that, but sometimes out of sight, out of mind, isn't a bad thing, right? I mean, letting that money grow without worrying about it is a great step. Yeah, another potential way, add a little fuel to your retirement savings is increase your income. Now this, the easiest way to say is go, you know, go to your boss and make the case you're a valuable asset and deserve a raise. You know, nobody's gonna advocate harder for you than you're, than you're going to. And so maybe that doesn't work. Then maybe consider a side gig doing something you enjoy. I have a friend right now, a really close friend who has a very successful corporate career, found out that something that they love doing on the side and they were paying somebody to do for them. It was a trainer. They've got so good at this that this person now in the time that they were working out and paying for this person to help them, they've hired them to do the same thing. So this person all of a sudden has this extra income stream still working out and now they're helping other people and they love it. You know, a side gig doesn't have to be something you struggle with. If you're just looking to put a few extra bucks a month in your retirement savings, you can do something that will be fun and interesting. And maybe it's something you're already doing and paying for that you can get in on the same trend. Wow. That's great. It's good to know. A lot of people have different side hustles or this gig economy that we talk about. Uh, and I think that's fantastic. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Matt? Well, I'm going to add like I always do, Tony. It's unbelievable that our time together can go so fast. I know. Right? But hey, listen, if time's almost up, let me say this again. If you have any questions about what you heard, if you want some help in pulling these strategies, you want to talk about how it is you put your plan in place, give us a call, 800-339-9252. Visit us online, compass-ltd.com. The first Visit, we sit down, it's complimentary, there's no cost, there's no obligation. We sit down, talk about the steps you need to take, and we decide what to do from there. Uh, again, don't take, don't worry about taking advantage of it as because it's complimentary. We offer this. It's this is on us. 800-339-9252 or compass-ltd.com. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. 
Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 8 6-9-9-1-1-5-3-9. Member FINRA SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities LLC and Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.